When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to an after dark edition of Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm man. feeling okay. I'm doing pretty good. Christmas has come early for Nebraska fans, as we found out earlier this evening that Dylan Rayola has officially committed to the University of Nebraska. That is a five-star quarterback, one of the top two players in the country. Uh, one of the top players at his, I mean, either the first or second ranked player at his position. Um, it's hard to overstate how big of a deal this is for Nebraska. Yeah, you know, it's it's huge. Uh, and I think about it more and more. And as I was, you know, walking up the stairs to to sit down in my chair and do this, I thought, you know, Nebraska just needs one. They mm-hmm. need one. And if they can get one, think about what one could then snowball into. And it's just all about finding that one, though, first. Like, in order to get back to where they want to get in terms of prestige, it's by getting a guy like Dylan Rayola in the room. Yeah. Get that five-star. And then what happens next? Yes, we talk about it a lot. He could bring his friends, but I'm not more worried about that. You know, the impact of what he can bring just based off of his sheer talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ceiling is, is so high off the ground. And so by getting one, it's a program-changing move. Like, he legitimately he, – he profiles as a legitimate difference maker in college football. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've talked about this on the morning show. We've talked about this, I know, just between ourselves. But this is one of those things – one of these types of guys, if he is who we think he is, if he is who the recruiting analysts think he is, if he is who his rating would indicate he is based on – past guys of similar caliber, which I'll get into in a second here, then he really is that type of program changing guy, because even if he doesn't bring friends, right, he helps everybody around him get better. That's what's really special about these types of guys at quarterback. And it's easy to find those guys, examples of those guys in the NFL, right? Like anytime you have one of those guys in the NFL, all of a sudden your floor raises to playoff team and your ceiling raises to Super Bowl team, right? And if you don't have one of those guys, your ceiling is playoff team. That's just how it is. And it's the same way in college football. 
a guy like Do- Dylan Rayola can elevate your program and elevate the guys within your program, even if he doesn't bring any friends with him. I still think that there probably are some more dominoes to fall. Uh, I think there's a couple more guys that are going to be kind of surprises on Wednesday. But even outside of that, you wait for the spring transfer portal period. You know, I know everybody's worried about Nebraska's receivers. I'm not. Like once they see Rayola in the spring game, I think the receivers are not going to be a problem for Nebraska. Because talent attracts talent, right? We see that all the time. Once you get that first domino to fall, I think there is more to come. Well, you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about the receiving room because it's not like they were the problem this season. They are dependent on the quarterback getting them the football. It wasn't that they weren't getting open. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't that they couldn't get behind defenders. It was just the fact that they didn't have a uh, a lot of use in the offense that we saw this year. But with a guy like Dylan Rayola, who can really open you up and, and really peel back the layers of this offense, you can do a lot. You can get Jalen Lloyd behind the defense like we mm-hmm. saw a little bit down the stretch. You can get Malachi Coleman to maybe get a little more shifty on the outside. You can get the ball to Thomas Fedoni more in the middle of the field. You can just do more because this guy is a creator. He's a playmaker. And when option one isn't there, you're not going to see the ball either get thrown away or the quarterback take a shot. Um, and when I say a literal shot, like a hit um, or, you know, just, just a possible turnover, which we saw a lot this season. You're going to see a guy that can create, make plays for this team, be a little uh, be a little shifty himself in the backfield and, and really help these guys elevate their game on the outside. It made me laugh, Robbie, because I was – I was looking at all of the quote tweets from his post, from our post on Herd at Sports and Hale Varsity. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was I was laughing because you get people out there that are like, what, do you think he's going to be there after one season? Like he, he decommitted from Ohio State and then five minutes later he's at Georgia and then he decommits and now he's at Nebraska. He's at his third school in about eight months. It's like, okay, yes, but – when do you see a five-star mm-hmm. go to Nebraska? Like that That's really where I rest with this. Mm-hmm. When do you see a guy that is a five-star player go to Nebraska? Yeah. Well, and, and the, the answer is not since Marlon Lucky. Right. I mean, that, that's it, the real answer. And you it, know what? It, it, what's what's so funny about that, though, is people act like because it's Nebraska, he'll either transfer after year one. Mm-hmm. Or he'll be, you know, super dominant in whatever light that is, and he'll he'll make his way to the NFL earlier than his four five years at the school. And it's like, no, you guys are leading in the transfer talk for one, but two, you don't just go to Nebraska and then think I'm going to transfer to a bigger school. He already had his looks yeah. at Ohio State. He had his his piece of the pie at Georgia. If he's going to Nebraska, he's staying for a while. It's, it's not a short stop at the gas pump, and then he's moving on. Well, and honestly, I think that's why it took so long for him to finally land on Nebraska, because he had to make sure it was right for the long haul, right? Because I think he understands, like, I, yeah, I can leave Ohio State. I can leave Georgia if things aren't working out or I don't like how things are going. I think he understands, like, his family name is on the stadium. I think he understands if he's coming to Nebraska, he needs to stay here. And listen, things can change. Circumstances can change. I understand that. But I also kind of look at it. I mean, you're engaged. I'm married. Like, it's also sort of like dating when you're younger and you're like, okay, I go out with this person for a little while. and eh, Maybe that's not right. Nobody, 
nobody art like argues or has a problem when people do that and they get yeah, married. Every relationship I had was three months long in high school. Exactly. You know, like it is it, it this is this is you date around until you find the one that's the right fit. And Nebraska is a match made in heaven for Dylan Rayola, for the entire Rayola family. And listen, I genuinely believe that he would not have chosen to come here unless he meant to stay here. And maybe, I mean, maybe he leaves there after three years because everything's going great. And like, everybody would take that, right? Nobody's complaining about an early exit to go be, go play in the NFL. Um, what I wanted to touch on real quick here though, is it is the historical kind of context of what these types of guys mean for programs. Okay. Because I know a lot of people, like you were saying, the, the quote tweets and stuff like that. They're like, Oh, is it really that big of a deal? You know, who cares? You're going to transfer, whatever. Let me give you some context. And I, I talked about this on the morning show with Avery this morning. It, the context for guys from 2017 to 2021 that were either the first or second ranked quarterback in their class. You're talking about guys that have made a comp, a combined nine com, a Nash, excuse me, nine college football playoff appearances. You're talking about 10 total guys in that five-year period, nine, nine college football playoff appearances from those guys. You've got three Heismans. You've got two national titles. You've got four already first-round picks and six after this year because Caleb Williams and Jane Daniels will both be first-round picks this year. That's what you're talking. Six of those 10 guys are in the NFL or, or, or were first-round picks in the NFL. A seventh, Davis Mills, has been an NFL starter. The worst two guys on that list – the worst two guys on that list are DJU and Spencer Rattler. Everybody else is an absolute dude. You're talking Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Caleb Williams, uh, B, uh, Bryce Young, Tua Tungavailoa. Like that is the level of guy you're talking about here. You're talking Arch Manning from last year. Like these are the types of Quinn Ewers is in that conversation now too, taking call, uh, Texas to college football playoff. How many times have we thought Texas was back? And guess what? Quinn Ewers is the one that got him there. These these are the types of guys we are talking about. And I know it's hard for some people to wrap their mind around that because he is a legacy. So they think maybe he's being overhyped by Nebraska fans. They're thinking, okay, he's not going to a Georgia or an Ohio State. He's going to Nebraska. So maybe he, you know, he can't be that good. The ratings tell us this is the level of guy we're talking about. You don't just uh, accidentally happen like happen to be the number one or number two quarterback in a class. Like yes. that doesn't just fall into your lap. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's obviously people out there that look at your skill set and say, "Shoot, this guy separates himself from the rest." Mm-hmm. And you know, throwing him into that historical conversation, like yes, he right now he probably looks like a, a Spencer Rattler at his school, because Nebraska isn't an Ohio State, isn't a Georgia, isn't an Alabama or an LSU. But that doesn't mean Nebraska can't get somewhere mm-hmm. in a year or two. Yeah, like they may not be there right now, and that's okay. But who's to say Dylan Rayola can't get them there? And well, that's that's the big piece of this whole equation. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the point of all this. You know, uh, Damon Benning came on the show last week and was talking about the how most guys are motivated by either the the idea of conquering or the idea of being validated, right? And 
if that's true, and if if Dylan Rayola is aware of that, which based on my conversations with DB and his conversations with that family, it sounds like they are. Conquering is easier at Georgia, right? It's easier to win a national championship at Georgia than it is at Nebraska. But look at all the stuff that Dylan Royal has been putting out about purpose, right? His purpose. You look at his announcement from today. He's talking about purpose. You look at his post from Friday when he was getting into town. He's talking about his purpose. Conquering at Georgia is easier. Conquering at Nebraska is more validating, right? So if you care about that second piece of the equation, Nebraska is the place. If you care about legacy and validation and a purpose nebraska is the place for that like georgia don't take this the wrong way but any any quarterback worth of salt can win a national title at georgia right like we've seen and we've seen walk-ons do it yeah stetson bennett's a walk-on right like that dude is physically not special maybe as a leader and as a uh, process is the game may be special physically that dude is not special you look at alabama how many just nobodies before like Tua and Bryce Young and Jalen and, Hurts and, and won national titles at Bama. A bunch yeah, of guys AJ, that, AJ McCarron's a lifelong backup in the NFL. Yeah, like and a bunch of dudes that like barely even made the league, right? Like, so you've got you can at places like that, you don't have to be a dude to conquer. At a place like Nebraska, where Nebraska's out right now, you absolutely 100 percent have to be that dude. And frankly, you have to be that dude to be confident enough to make that decision to go to Nebraska. And listen, we can't guarantee any wins and losses right now, but I like where they're starting out. And this is the first time in, I mean, I said this last week, this is the biggest win of the 21st century for Nebraska football. You uh, talk uh, about confidence there. How yeah. confident does someone have to be to carry a five-star to their name and end up at Nebraska where literally you have everything to lose mm -hmm. because you are a top name in the country. People are talking about it on ESPN right after the move happens from Georgia to Nebraska. Like that's how, that's how premier you are mm -hmm. looked at like that. That's just, again, I, I used the word prestige. Like that's how prestigious you are mm -hmm. across the country, but you have everything to lose. If you don't pan out, not only because you're a legacy, but because you are a five-star and you're supposed to do great things uh, from, from moving your game from high school to college. And if you don't produce, how will people around the country mm -hmm. look at you? But that goes back to confidence, how much confidence he has in himself that that's not even a worry, mm -hmm. that that's not even a concern of his, that Nebraska won't be good or, or at least be in the college football playoff 12 team hunt by the time he gets his feet wet at Nebraska. Like that, that is huge, huge for this, for this quarterback room, but it's just huge for the program as well to have a leader like that, that, to have a young kid come in and say, no, I can make a difference here. Even if it means I'm taking like the biggest, or I have the biggest target on my back. Absolutely. It's a huge amount of confidence. It's a huge amount of trust in not only himself he's betting on himself make no mistake about this that's what this is he is betting on himself that he can be a part of what turns nebraska around and we haven't seen very many guys of this caliber to make that bet with nebraska the other part and part of that reason there is the trust in matt rule and the coaching staff not this conversation we're not even ha having this conversation if it's not for matt rule and his coaching staff the ship had sailed 
on Dylan Rayola with the last coaching staff. It was over. It was done. Okay. Matt Rule rebuilt and repaired that relationship, even when it looked like he still wasn't going to come to Nebraska. Treated that family well, treated them right, did right by Donovan Rayola, who earned his raise on his own, by the way. You know, it's one of those things that are connected but not connected. He didn't get the raise because Dylan was going to come here, but Dylan might come here because he got the raise, right? Mm -hmm. They saw how Coach Rule took care of people and took care of family, and they're like, oh, maybe this is where we need to be. That trust in his coaching staff, the trust in what they saw from Coach Rule and Nebraska this year, that's where you get this marriage of confidence from the Rayola family and, and Dylan and trust in Coach Rule and his staff and his family at Nebraska football, and you have this come together to get what we got today. It's a it's a huge moment for Nebraska football. It's a national story, as you mentioned, and I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. I can't wait for the spring game. I can't wait for next fall already. I mean, it is – the biggest win for Nebraska in the 21st century. So uh, let me ask you this. Last year, the spring game was all about Matt Rule, mm -hmm. right? Matt Rule's first steps in front of Husker Nation. Is that game bigger than when Dylan Rayola steps foot on the field? Or are there more bodies in, in Memorial Stadium to see Dylan Rayola than there were Matt Rule? Well, I think well, it was sold out, I think, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, the sold-out tie, I don't really know, like, if that factors in, like, standing room only and things like that. But I, my expectation would be <laughs> people are going to be lining up oh, yeah. along each section to get a glimpse at Dylan Rayola in Scarlet and Cream. I think this is going to be the most anticipated spring game, at least since at least since Scott Frost, his first game. I know that was a huge thing. Um, when Bo came back, it was a pretty big deal. But I think it's probably Scott Frost's spring game was probably the biggest one. Um, Bill Callahan's was super big just because it was totally changing the offense and changing everything. And so everybody was that was mostly like almost a morbid curiosity more than anything else. This one is just going to be pure excitement and pure hype. Um, I can't wait for it. I'm super excited. Uh, if you're excited too, you can listen to more of Andrew and myself tomorrow morning, 7 to 10 a.m. here on Herd Out Sports Radio. We'll be live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and of course, our friends on AM 590, ESPN Omaha, and ESPN Tri-Cities. Make sure you check it out. We will be up bright and early at 7 a.m. And then Wednesday, We've got some special signing day coverage. We will have Steve Wiltfong, the GOAT from 24-7. He'll be back with us on Wednesday morning. We will also what, else, get... what else will break, Robbie, the day after we have Steve Wiltfong I know, on right? the show? I'm just going to keep having him on so five stars keep flipping to Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> but we've got Steve Wiltfong Wednesday morning. We're also going to talk to some of the Nebraska signees, uh, working on putting together a complete list of who we'll have on Wednesday. But make sure you look forward to that. That's Andrew Rogers. I'm Robbie Lula. You can hear us tomorrow morning on Herd Sports Radio, 7 to 10 a.m. A Herd at Sports Network production.